Welcome to the Innovation of Work podcast. Today's theme is around innovation uh, for women. And I am thrilled to have Anna Kraft, the uh, founder and CEO of Xena Workwear Incorporated as our guest today. Uh, welcome, Anna. So glad that you could join us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm excited to talk a bit more about PPE today. <laughs> yes, it's, it, it is a, uh, it's a popular topic these days uh, mm -hmm. in the midst of a, of a pandemic. Well, well, Anna, I'd like to start with your origin story. You have a very interesting story in your journey to uh, building your company. Um, my understanding is you have a project engineering degree. You started out working a bit uh, in safety and then went on to work in manufacturing uh, for a number of years. Can you, can you start by telling us a little bit about those experiences and uh, how that kind of propelled you to, to found your company? Yeah, of course. Um, so I, I was studying international project engineering in Germany. And because it was an international program, I had to go abroad to get some international experience. And I got an amazing position in beautiful Waukesha, Wisconsin, <laughs> um, and started my internship at a steel tool cutting company. And that was my first, my first experience working in the manufacturing industry, having to wear steel-toed boots. One of my first assignments was to develop a safety gloves plan for the um, shop floor. Mm -hmm. and, like, the biggest lesson learned from that was um, initially I, I experienced a lot of resistance. People don't really like change. And the way to convince the guys uh, on the shop floor and, and the ladies uh, was by involving them in the decision-making process yeah. and getting their real feedback. And that way I could get them on board and we implemented a safety gloves plan, which was fun. <laughs> um, after that internship, I finished my degree in Germany and came, moved to the U.S. because um, I met my husband here huh. and, and started working for a project management consulting company. And uh, during that time, my job was to work on very critical multi-million dollar projects. I had to dress professionally in yeah. all those meetings, uh, working with engineers who all looked professionally. And the, the challenge was that I had to move, constantly transition between important meetings and then walk out on the shop floor to check on a project. Right. And it was just so challenging to find the right PPE in general and especially footwear that would help me dress professionally in a meeting, but also be safe enough on the shop floor. So yeah, that's basically how Vina Workwear was started out of my own frustration and doing a lot of research and complaining about women's <laughs> PPE. Um, I just said, I, I thought that it, it was so sad that I love my work so much. And I'm sure that there are so, so many other women who love the manufacturing industry. Yeah. Why does it have to be so difficult to find proper safety shoes? So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And so you founded the company in 2018. How long, you know, were you working on the idea before you launched the company? And kind of, I guess maybe... What was that tipping point for you to go, I'm going to found a company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. <laughs> so it took me about one and a half years to go from the decision that, okay, I'm done. I want to figure this out yeah. to 
uh, developing, learning everything possible about American ASCM standards, uh, finding a shoe designer because I have zero background in shoe design. So I had to work with a specialist who would, uh, who would, I would work with to combine to limit the safety standards with design aspects and uh, go through multiple rounds of prototyping, of course, ESCM testing, building a website. So it took about one and a half years. And the tipping point that pushed me was this, basically this constant frustration. I constantly talking about this with my female coworkers and I have an engineering friends in Germany. And we all <laughs> at some point talked about this problem. I'm like, oh, I have a meeting, important meeting tomorrow. I really can't find shoes. And I have multiple pairs of steel-toed boots that I hate. Yeah. And I thought, how, how is this possible? And I did a lot of research and discovered that so many companies still apply the shrinked and pinked concept, which means that they take oh. a men's boot or a men's jacket, make it smaller and make it pink. Yeah, That's not what professional women want to wear in a professional setting. Nope. So yeah, it was basically, <laughs> I reached a point where I wanted, um, I wanted to solve this problem. And um, in my, in my role, I wanted, I needed a bigger challenge. I, I loved projects when they were busy. Usually the project planning phase is always busy. You're up late nights and I always yeah. love to be busy. But then once you plan out the project and you move over to the project control phase, I started to get bored more and more and I thought that I could use my time um, even better. So, I got but it. I, I, I like action in my life and solving problems. No, that's wonderful. And, and that makes sense. I can see that um, if you like, if you like that kind of the thrill of the in the moment, let's problem solve and, uh, you know, that kind of movement and drive, then certainly, uh, Building building a company will give you that for sure. Oh my <laughs> without <God>. a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, I know I, I, you've got some wonderful values on your on your website, and and you can look at your blog posts and hear hear you speak, and you you really talk about you know empowering women, empowering women in STEM careers, and you know the the idea that giving freedom of expression. And being able to look professional without big clunky shoes is actually important and it kind of comes back to your confidence and how you can uh how that impacts your career could you talk a little bit about kind of your views on how the way you look really and how that how that makes you feel and, and how that can impact your career mm -hmm. yeah um we all know that unconscious bias still exists and women have it much harder than men to prove themselves, especially in a male centric environment. Mm -hmm. And there are also so many studies that show that people judge you within the first few seconds of you walking into a room. So I think dressing professionally is always very helpful to make the right first impression and make it easier for everyone to be taken seriously from the very beginning. But what I think is even more important is how you feel. Because when you feel confident, you will express it through your, um, your body language, you will express it in your communication. And you, based on my personal experience, when I um, 
looked put together in the morning, I enjoyed my whole day at work instead of walking around and thinking like, these clunky boots, they just look like clown shoes and I'm tripping <laughs> over them and it's just uncomfortable and I look ridiculous. <laughs> so the, the, the feeling of confidence is incredibly important to, to be successful in this field, to be taken seriously and to be to, to fit in and to express your confidence, um, to reach your goals. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I, and it makes a lot of sense. And, um, when you think about, you know, dressing in an industrial environment, I mean, I've been there and I've had, you know, the big clunky shoes and honestly, it's, it creates a huge safety risk for me. I'm already kind of clumsy, um, but then you put on the, I love the shrink it and pink it. I mean, I don't like it, but the, the concept of that's really what happened. Um, and even the shoes, you know, that were, were made for women tend to still be extraordinarily just bulky. And mm-hmm. so me wearing those safety shoes creates more of a hazard for sure. I, I've experienced it and you don't feel very professional. Um, you know, there it, it's, to your point, it feels sometimes like, like clowns, clown shoes. So Mm -hmm. let's, let's talk a little bit more about PPE and and really getting it right for women and not just shrinking it and pinking it. There's, there's lots of examples of really kind of poorly fitting PPE that actually do create those hazards. Like I experience uh, when I wear, you know, regular steel toed boots. Can you talk about some more of the scenarios maybe that you've seen and how those can can be dangerous yeah um when you don't have a properly fitting ppe let's say safety shoes um based on my personal experience i I remember when i had to walk steps um up and down different steps um, at the manufacturing facility Mm -hmm. um there were cases where i tripped over my own feet because my the shoes were too big. I had a pair that was way too small and the second pair that was way too big. I could never get the right fit and they were clearly not designed for a woman's foot. Yeah. And that is just dangerous. Uh, Another safety hazard is when you have oversized safety vests that are not fitting correctly. Yeah. You can get stuck if you're moving around machinery, you're in a construction site. You can get stuck and which, (laughs) which is not the purpose of the safety vest. Yeah. Then this is not my area of expertise at all, but I've heard, um, I was at the um, ESSP safety conference and they talked about safety harnesses for mm-hmm. women. Oh yeah. So women, women in roofing or you have to do work <laughs> that is high up. So um, properly fitting safety harnesses are so important. And my companies finally started to designing those harnesses based on women's bodies. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of other areas as well. If you have a safety hat, hard hat that is not fit right and is falling over your head, then <laughs> that should not happen. Yeah. So, but the, the nice thing is that I see a trend in the industry. Um, in many cases, it's women solving one specific area. My, my experience was in manufacturing and I started fixing the issue of safety shoes. I see women who do FR clothing or someone who does... Uh, better safety gloves for women. So um, this is this is a good trend. I think we have to do more. And um, I, the other important point is for companies is to also give people the opportunity to buy the PPE they want to wear. Yeah. 
Yes. Because if you have something that you don't like, you will start cutting corners. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, I have to walk up to the shop floor. It's only for two minutes. I will not put on my shoes or I will not put on my whatever else <laughs> PPE you might, might need to wear. So if you provide your people the option to get the PPE that fits good, uh, that fits well, that makes them feel good, they will more likely wear it all day. And in our case, hopefully, even after work to you can wear, for example, these boots were designed as a walkthrough boot. You can wear them in an office setting, walk out um, on the shop floor or check on a job site. And if you have a client meeting afterwards or a happy hour, you don't have to change your boots. So it's, it's basically extending that safety outside of that space, um, the time you spend on the shop floor. Yeah. Oh, there's so many good points to unpack there. So I, I, I really love the point about, you know, you won't wear your safety gear if you're not comfortable in it or if it doesn't fit or perhaps it's more dangerous and you certainly wouldn't want a vest or gloves or anything else creating a, you know, a snag point when, when it shouldn't. Um, it, I, I will, I'm happy to say you sent me a pair of boots long ago and they are absolutely amazing. I wore them um, multiple days in a row um, out on, you know, in a field environment, in a shop environment, they were extremely comfortable. And the interesting thing about it was I had a woman who stopped me before I was about to cross the threshold to go into a shop environment. And she's like, oh, oh hang on, hang on, hang on. You need to, you need to have on safety shoes. And I'm like, these are safety shoes. She's like, no, are they really? And so, yes, I hope, hopefully you got a deal or so out of that. Uh, and then that day, um, this was out of town. I had to drive back. I was very comfortable driving. Uh, normally in my other pairs of safety shoes, once I get them to fit, they're so tight. My feet just go to sleep, especially driving. Mm-hmm. So your shoes were magically comfortable. And then I had to run errands when I got back in town and I had multiple women stopping me going, where did you get those boots? Those are super cute. So, um, I mean, they were comfortable. They looked good. They were transitional. Um, I, I really admire what you do. And, you know, if you have never worn safety shoes that are uncomfortable, you know, you're on your feet all day long or trying to, you know, traipse up and down stairs or in hazardous environments. I mean, it is extraordinarily dangerous um, to have to be aware of every step you take in to try not to trip, which, which was what was happening to me before wearing your shoes. So it's a wonderful job. I just, I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love it. Okay. So, so here's my, you love them. yeah, I do, I do. I'm a big fan. So question for you though, shoes are hard, you know, getting shoes, right, getting them to fit. Uh, everybody has a different opinion on what fit should feel, feel like. And can you talk a little bit about maybe how you've leveraged your engineering skills as you've, you know, developed or iterated on these products that, you know, were brand new to you? Yeah. Um, um, designing safety shoes or designing shoes in general is incredibly difficult. I realized that <laughs> once we got started, I'm like, oh my God, but now I'm also very picky um, uh, with safety shoe brands. Um, it was incredibly challenging, but my engineering skills definitely helped me along the way. And the best example to mention here would be when we decided to release um, or develop an electric static 
um, an ESC boot, a static dissipative boot, which means that you, the boot will help you to conduct your static charge from the body through the boots to the ground, um, which is often used in chemical environments mm -hmm. with, when you work with highly flammable materials. Um, because a small spark could cause a fire, or if you work with very sensitive microchips, so you need ESC boots. So yeah, it was the challenge to design um, the insole, midsole, and outsole the way that it would conduct a charge, but would still have a certain, a small level of resistance <laughs> that is still protective. So there were many iterations in the end. And I worked with a team of male engineers. In the end, the solution I proposed based on my engineering background was the right solution after three failed tests. Uh -oh. <laughs> it was a big moment to celebrate when we finally get the proportions right and pass yeah. the testing. But yeah, it's definitely helpful. And I have such a broad engineering skill set. I'm not a specialist in any area. So over 51% were engineering sub uh, uh, subjects like electrical engineering, thermal fluid dynamics, material science, manufacturing. But I'm not a specialist in any of those areas, but I know how to open a book or I know how to do some research and get the right people involved to solve the problems that need to be solved. And I'm, I don't shy away from big challenges. And uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely helpful. Yeah, I would encourage anyone to explore engineering. <laughs> engineering is a wonderful profession. And I, I really felt like you probably uh, had leveraged a number of those skills because, uh, uh, you know, yeah, shoes are shoes can be incredibly difficult to, to engineer. And certainly if you're you're having to, to engineer in uh, you know, specialty, specialty features in those shoes. So mm -hmm. uh, really that balancing. Balancing comfort, safety, and style has always been very challenging. Yeah. And one of the things that we're still working on is to find or develop um, an alternative to a steel toe cap. Yeah. Because the steel toe cap is nice and nice and small. It can withstand a large force. And if you take a composite toe cap, it would have to be so much bigger to withstand the same force. So you're back to those bulky models. Yeah. But we're playing around with different materials, working with different companies, trying to innovate and explore what that's is awesome. out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, so we kind of blew past this, but you talked about the period of time with which you decided I'm starting a company and uh, I started the company, which is actually a very short period of time. Um, would love to understand a little bit more about maybe um, support that you've had mentors, organizations, associations, um, you know, groups that have been important to you as you really kind of designed your company and, and your products. So could you talk a little bit about the support that you've, uh, that you've had? Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, living in the U.S. is amazing. I'm still <laughs> <laughs> impressed every time I meet a person who is not related to me, does not have anything to gain from helping me and is still open to help a business owner. Like, I think this is very special here in the United States. You don't really see this in other countries. I'm not sure if I would have gotten the same amount of support in Germany that I received here. Um, so very <laughs> grateful to be yeah. able to live here and have this amazing support in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but one organization that was especially helpful during the launch was um, Generator. It's an accelerator program. Um, we, we went through their kind of smaller program that was for early stage startups called Gbeta, but basically um, they help you to achieve your goal through that seven week program. We went, uh, we set five goals and you have to dedicate, uh, commit to join all of those meetings. You get yeah. exposed to different mentors in the community. And the last week is the pitch week where you pitch nonstop to investors. Yeah. Sometimes multiple times a day, you drive to different cities. You pitch your idea usually to a bunch of guys who don't understand what you're <laughs> guys who don't understand what you're talking about, but that organization has been incredibly supportive. Um, but I, once we launched, I discovered the whole world of these women's groups that exist yeah. here in the US. You have the Society of Women Engineers, Women in Manufacturing, Women in Roofing. NALIC, which is the National Association of Women in Construction, um, it, WISE, Women in Safety Excellence. So yeah. uh, that's just so cool that there are all those organizations out there that support women and like um, educationally and provide a platform where women can connect yeah. and talk about the different challenges they go through, do some personal development. And they were incredibly helpful because we all have we all share a portion of our mission. Yes. We all have, want to help more women and STEM and the trade succeed. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I would imagine you have been embraced with open arms in all of those organizations. That That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the additional products you're working on. So can you talk a little bit about kind of your current product line uh, from a shoe perspective? And you've branched out um, recently. Can you talk a little bit about how you're expanding and anything that you've recently launched? Yeah, um, I'd love to. So I will show a product that we have not officially launched, but since we passed the testing, <laughs> I can reveal Ooh, it already. That's um, super cute. This is, this is a metatarsal design that we have been working on for a very long time. Is that suede? Been... Yeah, it's suede <gasps> in the back. Okay, that's sorry. <laughs> that I'm geeking out. That is that is really cute. Yeah, and we decided to place it in the back because it needs the leather needs to be more durable in the front, but there's yeah. really not much that can damage the leather in the back. So, and it adds a nice style element, and it has an internal mat guard, a steel toe cap, and yeah, a slip resisting outsole that is dual density PU and rubber for a really nice grip. So that will come out early December. That's exciting. For those of you who might just be yeah. listening and not watching the video, you need to watch the video. These are actually really phenomenal looking boots. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about those and they are so comfortable. I have been wearing them around the house all the time. Yeah. Um, another model that we uh just released is our safety riding boot that is and we'll always we always design things that will not go out of style so this is a very simple design there's mm -hmm. like not too much going on yeah um it's electric hazard certified looks super stylish um it, look, it looks like a Stuart, it looks like a Stuart Weitzman boot so you, you have <laughs> me at that that's beautiful yeah 
what what about do you do you end up on those? I know those can be a little bit challenging to fit in the calf area. What are you do you have different sizes there? Is that something you're looking at? Yeah, uh, this has been <laughs> a bigger challenge than I initially expected. I thought that the elastic that we built in in the back would be uh, accommodating for different calf sizes. So since our launch about a month ago, we decided to expedite the development for uh, for a wider calf size. Yeah. So we'll have three different sizes, narrow calf, which we currently have, regular calf, and a white calf within the next few weeks. So, That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you learn as you go. Sometimes you create something, and especially during COVID, it was difficult to get my focus group together. Yeah. I used to host a focus group on a regular basis, have multiple women <laughs> show up at the same time, and test out the boots now it's a bit more difficult during COVID to um to test out products with people but we're we're on the right track and maybe the last um, another yeah. uh, product that I would love to show is where we expanded into apparel as well yes when I exciting. worked on the shop floor yeah I always wanted to have a blazer mm -hmm. with actual pockets yeah like I was I was always freezing in the office and always needed something. Yeah. So my functional option would be a hiking jacket or my nice blazer that never had pockets. And once you walk out on the shop floor, you need your safety glasses, earplugs, yeah. you need a pen, you have yeah. your laptop, you have your phone. And women's pockets in general are either non-existent or yeah. super tiny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I was always complaining about the, about that. So I designed a blazer that has two external pockets Move this down a little bit. Um, to external pockets, yeah. with a badge loop, to internal pockets oh. that are big enough for a phone. Yeah. Um, my favorite feature is this sw swivel clasp for jewelry. Like sometimes I'll show up to the shop floor. Oh, and just forgot. I forgot to take to take off my ring or dangly jewelry that is not permitted. Yeah. So when you can easily pop that on there. Oh, that's very smart. Yeah. And secure it with a zipper pocket. Nice. And then another nice feature is, is that it's machine washable. Okay. I hated to bring my blazers to the dry cleaner. I thought, yeah. who has time to go to bring your stuff to the dry cleaner, pick it up uh, if you have a washing machine at home and having something nice, washable, washable was so, was something that I always wanted. And we finally, finally released it. It I took a long it. time to, to find the perfect manufacturer and the perfect fabric. It's all U.S. made. I love it. I, I think, you know, it's interesting too, when you think about, you may end up on the shop floor, but maybe you were presenting to a group of executives, you know, the hour before, and, and it is hard to have that kind of be able to transition and deal with all that. So it looks like you've, you've really put a significant amount of thought into what do you really need? And the whole idea of, I might've been wearing jewelry. Maybe I had my wedding ring on. What do I do with that? So I don't lose it. And what do I do in the moment? So you really kind of thought of, of everything. That's, that's phenomenal. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. So, and even small things like um, having something that looks put together in a meeting, but it's not business professional. When you walk out on the shop floor, you still yeah, want to be approachable. Still you still, you still might too bend and pick up things might get dirty. So it needs something that is functional and can work in different settings. 
Yeah, no, I love it. That that's fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit about what are your customers, uh, you know, asking you to develop next. I know you mentioned kind of your focus group, and maybe you haven't been doing that. But what's the feedback on where your customers uh, want you to go? Um, we get so many messages, and we collect them all <laughs> and evaluate them as we go. But it's usually, uh, can you make? Uh, we can tackle everything at the same time, but it's different safety spe uh, specifications for safety boots. Like the metatarsal was one of them when we finally executed it. Having um, having a more durable boot for the construction industry with a composite toe cap will be another one. Yeah. Uh, women ask for better work pants, for better yeah. high-vis high clothing, FR clothing. Like you, you can list the whole, the whole thing. Uh, list of PPE. But yeah. we, we realize that we can tackle everything at the same time and we evaluate what fits most yeah. um, as, as the next step where we have the largest requests. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how we make decisions. Yeah, and it's hard. I, I know as a, as a startup and as a smaller company, there's, there's no doubt you have a huge vision and there's so much you want to do, but you do have to listen to your customers and also figure out where what makes sense for you to do next, right? What's the, what's that kind of next level of progression that that's not going to burn up too much time or, or capital. So yeah, I love exactly. what you've done so far. Very, very smart. Well, well, so a couple more questions for you before we wrap today, there's a lot of trends in PPE and in particular, maybe that transition towards smart PPE with sensors or, um, you know, that will help with geofencing and to turn off equipment and lots of things that are already out there and have been in the, the market for some, some time, uh, could be, could be PPE that builds in ergonomic monitors and things kind of what, what do you see from those trends that might impact your products or is, is that something that you kind of have in a future vision? Um, I, I see more and more companies um, implementing this and you actually made me think about it once we after our last conversation yeah. um i think there's definitely a need to implement combined technology with uh, with ppe or our daily products we use to be yeah. more efficient and if we have the possibility to increase safety mm -hmm. um like the things of implementing um a, a chip that can help with geo-tracking and making sure that all of your people are safe on, on a construction site or a chemical facility. So not, not for the purpose of controlling them, but for the purpose of making sure everyone is safe. Sure. So I think this is just so impressive that, to see the technology that is available now and uh, also what, what your company is working on. And I'm always curious to learn more. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think there's just, uh, there's tremendous technology out there and then there's just so much more we can do. And when you think about merging, um, you know, the things that we use and have with us every day, whether, and for us, it's mobile phones, right? Uh, that's, that's how we deploy our tech to frontline workers, but it could be that smart PPE or something that just isn't burdensome to wear. Uh, that just becomes part of what you do that then can be part of what keeps you safe, whether it is going to alert you or turn machines off or send a notification to your manager. I just think there's just uh, it's there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for, for where we can go. I'm certainly excited about it. Um, mm -hmm. 
one of the areas, this is a, a little bit of kind of a sidebar, but one of the areas that we're super, super interested in and focused on is really about digital transformation, helping companies from an innovation standpoint, move from paper to digital and specifically for, um, you know, frontline workers in those hazardous and, and dynamic environments. And I know from your past, from your past and, and kind of probably what you stay um, really kind of focused on with, with your, with your workers, I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on, you know, companies that still leverage paper versus leveraging something digital and when you think about innovation and the importance of innovation for frontline workers, no different than innovating on the boots that they wear, what would you tell those leaders about the importance of innovation, you know, beyond safety gear? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is so natural to be resistant to change. We all, we all are, most people are, and the older you get, the more resistant you are to change and new technology. I experienced that and during my internship and during my, my work in consulting. Yeah. I think leaders have to realize that in order to stay competitive, having a manufacturing facility or a construction company in the United States, especially manufacturing, yeah. In order to stay competitive, we have to embrace technology and we have to make the difficult move to, to say we will implement a new process, new technology. And the, the, the phrase that I've heard so many times is, this is how we have always done always this. Always done it. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this should not be a justification to keep doing the way you have done things for the last 30 years. Yeah. because technology is changing so quickly and uh, people across the globe ad adapt those technologies and uh, it is cheaper to manufacture in other countries, other continents. And in order to stay innovative, more efficient, I think we all show, should embrace technology. Um, mm -hmm. Although it will take some time to, to learn it. It's a bit pain. It's a painful process to, yeah. to start using a new, um, a new piece of technology or a new process, but I think it's much, much needed. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think one of the things too that I would just add to that is every, every change comes with a lot of work and a lot of planning and, you know, uh, a, a way to approach that is to just deal with it incrementally. And, and you mm -hmm. want to plan for the, for the whole, but if you roll out change, uh, in smaller bites that it becomes, it becomes easier to consume. And it also gives mm -hmm. you the opportunity to learn. And it's just like we innovate in our, both of our companies, um, you know, innovation with adopting technology um, can really be um, advanced faster if you, if you take smaller pieces and that way yeah. you can learn and adapt. So. Yeah, and, and maybe one, one thing that I would like to add to this, you're exactly right dividing it up into smaller chunks to make it less intimidating. Yeah. And the other aspect is to clearly communicate the why. Like yes. why are we doing this? Why is it beneficial? Why should we go through the struggle? And as soon as people understand the why, uh, they will be they will get on board and you make divide it up in small chunks to be Yeah. <laughs> to easier to to handle and to learn. That is I think the right approach. Yeah, no, I love that. That that's great guidance. All right. So last question for you. Um, 
I am sure that you probably have a vision and a wish list for where you would like to see innovation go in our lifetime. What would you like to see happen and why is that important to you? Anything goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. There are so many things that I personally want to work on. But of course, um, my number one priority is to become the best workwear company for women. So I want to keep developing new products that will help more women succeed. And then there are so many other topics, if I can mention a few, is one is completely changing um, the leather industry. It's very yeah. environment, it has a huge impact on the environment. Like I've worked, I've been to so many tanneries, very chemical intensive, and I can't imagine, like we, we have sent people to the moon, but we haven't figured out a vegan <laughs> material, <laughs> material that is durable and breathable. So we're, yeah. we have a product right now that is, um, is high, high performance leather, but like people still need to change their mind about new, again, new Be materials. Yeah. <laughs> Being open to new materials. Yeah. Um, oh, let's see. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm also very passionate about sustainable development and I travel a lot. So I think our waste management system can be improved um um plastics i know plastics are good and bad like there's so sure. much we can do with plastics but i think we can find a better way how we utilize it or increase the life cycle of plastics so there are so many topics that i'm personally passionate about and i love to learn more um about in from industry leaders about the latest and greatest technologies no, that sounds wonderful. That I love. You actually have a long list, and I love that. Um, I think that I think that speaks volumes uh, for kind of what what you how you think and the things that you care about. And um, yeah, just uh, lo love all of those. Really great points. Well, Anna, absolutely a pleasure. I'm so glad we got to visit again. Um, I, I'm sure we are going to talk again in the in the near future no doubt i certainly wish you the best of luck and again wonderful shoes everybody go buy uh, go out and buy a pair of these shoes uh i'm anxious to try one of those blazers by the way uh wonderful products i love what you're doing love your vision love your values and thanks so much for for joining us today thank you um thank you so much for this opportunity uh, let's stay in touch. I want to learn more about your technology and how we can collaborate and yeah. make this, this world a safer place.